Geek Shock. Hand him a drink. Was, was that about a teen <laughs> clown? Right here. Okay, a teen obsessed with human sacrifice, dressed as a clown, to stab lover during sex. Sounds like my type of woman. Sounds like great sex. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the comments on this are great, though. It's like, somebody so, so she's available. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody said, we made the same joke, but I would have been first, but I was too wordy. And he goes, oh, I guess you're not the gangster of love. Come on, that's good. That's good shit. Gangster love. Some people call me Maurice. Maurice. I was just going to go there. But yeah. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't going to screech it myself. I was just <laughs> going to say it. Well, the same, same. He, he sang the lyrics, but he ended up actually singing that little guitar. <laughs> Can't help it, man. I speak from the pompous of love. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 438. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Fact check, Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And possibly Jeff will join us after a little while. Sure. Surprise, Jeff. It's possible. Sure. And we're here to talk Week in Geek now. This is, it has been a few weeks. Avengers come out. Everyone's seen it. Mm. Right? Yes. All right. Did it come out? That's what I hear. Shit. How many times have you seen it now, okay? Just twice. Just twice? I know. That damn movie pass. I was going to do it this morning, but I was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Well, you pulled an all-nighter. Yeah. It actually, for the past ten days, uh-huh. the online job hasn't had any work. Which, oh. Which was beginning to enter the zone of scary, because that's that's a week and a half of not making any cash. The scary uh, zone. The uh, and then was that a burp or was that like metal? That was Andy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was Andy's. That was Andy's mic test. He. Uh, but um, at 12.45, when Andy were like, okay, that's enough killing zombies, and Andy's yeah. like, I'm going to bed, I was like, well, I'll fire up the computer and see if uh, we've got any more work. And sure enough, they'd fix the problems, and there was a ton of work waiting, so I actually worked for four hours till 4 a.m., 5 a.m. actually doing that. But as a result, I didn't get up till like 1 a.m., 1 p.m., and then I went back downstairs and worked for another hour because they approved extra hours. To build so, up that backlog? Yeah. And I was just like, shit, I was going to go see Infinity War today. Priorities, man. Yeah. You should have gone see Infinity Wars. I know. I know, right? <laughs> you got to point out racists, man. It's your job. I got to point out racists? You got to point out in racists. In the movie? Well, not in the movie. Oh. Wakanda oh, I see. In the job. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I was on the, I was thinking of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, kind of scene. Boy, oh boy, so, there, man. Hashtag crooked Hillary. Oh mm. no. Hashtag lock her up. Mm. Yeah. And it's always Force paired again. with hashtag MAGA. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, really. What a coincidence. Well, you know, I it, actually don't know what MAGA is. That you, I'm happy about that. Make you, America you, great you, again. You do, but you don't oh, want to. No. Well, you know what? I will give this to him. He's good at creating monsters. Sale, sale lines. <clears throat> yeah. Really. Well, it's really funny. I read um, The Guardian. Was it The Guardian? I think it was The Guardian did an article. Uh, some guy said, I was Steve Bannon's psychological ops warrior. And he 
was talking about the Cambridge Analytica stuff. And basically the approach to the 2016 campaign was something of a psyops warfare thing. So the, the Cambridge Analytica da uh, data was like finding hot spots and hot buttons, right? So it, it was through Cambridge Analytica that they, you know, uh, Crooked Hillary came up. And it was really funny because John Oliver, I think it was John Oliver, did a piece where he's talking about it. And he actually plays the video where early in the campaign, Trump is going, they told me to say Crooked Hillary. I was like, nah, that's not going to work. But then, okay, I'll say it, Crooked Hillary. Everyone seems to like it. You know, and the crowd's like, yeah, and and that that yeah. had a lot to do with how they built the campaign. So it wasn't it wasn't just feeding the fake news. It was finding the touchstones that people would really respond to, and it was really kind of scary. And this guy is totally like, wow, modern day madman. Yeah, man. and middle America ran out in droves. Went, Trump. Yeah, wow, it was insane. All right, yeah. surprised they didn't go for the uh, alliteration. Before. Yeah, you know why? There should be a. <laughs> Crooked Clinton making that's getting one way. No, I like that, Andy. I think I went somewhere different with that. Oh, uh, well, dude. Also, the killery, <laughs> mm. just killery. Okay, because, we, we've scared know. off half our audience. Now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. We appealed. We had that nice, even fifty-fifty yeah. conservative liberal audience. <laughs> yeah, as okay. I make my face. Well, I'd like to say that this has been sponsored by Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> Oh, it's a different name now. Keeping up, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> keeping up with the Mercers. That's what it's uh, it's called, gentlemen. So, so we are going to talk Avengers, but of course later in the show, some of you out there have not seen it. Crazy people, fools. Um, this is exactly what happens. <gasps> so, yeah. So, will be a spoiler discussion, but not until the end of the show, like we always do. Mm. So, and that aside, what geeky things you do this week, gents? Besides sleeping and not watch a movie. Shocker. Absolutely wow. nothing. You just had to bring yeah. that up. You're going to remember. Night, dude. Oh, okay. We had game night. Oh, that. No. Come on. You what want happened at game night? Uh-oh. Oh, there. Ooh. Ooh. What happened? I already to, forgot. What happened? We played. Oh, wait, wait. Now he remembers. Five in a dungeon. Five in a dungeon. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we all, I played a gladiator. You were playing. A huntress. A huntress. Uh, Paul was playing a Valkyrie. Andy was playing a wizard. Each have their own card decks. Um Per character, and he was playing with a thief deck as a wizard because it was it's really, handy. No, yeah, it, <laughs> so he's Matt, playing Matt, with the wrong cards. Matt cut to the chase. Uh, we actually, what was it like an hour? Two hours. Was it the poison dagger? Is that what gave it away? No, no, no. Uh -huh. We we played for two hours. Was yeah. it? and we we made it through the first one. In fact, the first one was kind of easy. Yeah, and then we elevated up to the next boss. And because that's how five minute dungeon works. You 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 have a boss. They have a stack of cards. You flip the cards. You've got to make your matches and then you move up and you go through the card deck. And then the boss is a final card where you have to do a big matchup. And and there's five of those. And so there's, yeah, and there's close a, to the 25 minute dungeon. But yeah. And and so we're we're we can't do the final boss. And we're just sitting there and it's like we're so close, but we don't have enough scroll cards which is weird because andy's the wizard we should have tons of scroll cards so we're like what the fuck <laughs> and i keep you know? telling him to draw and, here and, you go draw scroll boy and and uh wow and kit is starting to really rub in matt's eye 
Matt's uh, a little allergic to cats. Okay. And after Definitely. after a little while of game playing at my place, he starts hurting. So he's sneezing, rubbing his eye. He wants and, to go desperately. And he's like, and okay, him. let's go. And Paulette's like, no. No, we are beating this motherfucker. <laughs> you are sitting there <laughs> yes. in pain and discomfort yes, that's, until this thing is down. That's yeah. almost verbatim. Were you there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so we keep playing. And, and dude, we get to the final boss. And we fought, one time we fell short one fucking card. It was Excuse killing scroll. us. One scroll, two scrolls. One scroll. We just couldn't no. do it. So the, the last time, right at about midnight, we actually kind of okay. on the buzzer, sort of one of those things where the half-court shot from across mm-hmm. the court and the alarm goes off and then it hits the net. We got it, and we were, like, satisfied, and we're putting away the cards, and like, wow, that was pretty cr- – I can't believe how hard that was, blah, 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 blah. And then Andy goes <laughs> – Yeah, yeah, a little laugh. I was using the wrong cards. And I look at him. I go, what did you do? Because, yeah. He was using the thief card, which makes sense. Because all of his cards were trade hands with another player. Steal Steal another player's hand. (laughs) Donate your hand to another player. It's like, that's crazy wizard stuff. That's a really weird wizard stuff. That's chaos magic. That's what that is. Honestly, we should have picked up on it a lot quicker. Yeah. We, we, I know, we, 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 I know. That's not the face. guy, not the guy playing the damn cards, but oh, we as a group. Right. The that important was... thing we learned is if you're playing five minute dungeon with only four people, don't play with a thief. The thief yeah. is useless. <laughs> don't use the thief. <laughs> oh god, that was just so goddamn funny, man. It was just. <laughs> I'm using the wrong cards. So. Was there a class that wasn't being used? Yeah, the, th- the, thief. the thief was not being used. I was playing with the so that's, wizard's card. Right, but there's no one, no other one besides that. Right, right. right. You have five. a you have a base card, and uh, like I'll uh, my card is huntress on one side and ranger on the other. Okay, and you've got um, fighter gladiator, fighter gladiator, oh, sorry, barbarian gladiator, barbarian gladiator, yeah. um, so on and so forth, and uh, there's the thief ninja. And each one of those classes has a little special power. Like my Huntress power, I could discard three cards and it, tell one person to draw four from their deck. And also in your stack of cards, you will have little individual powers like steal someone's hand. Paulette has a heal card that she would throw down where she can tell someone to draw from their discard pile. Stuff like that. And... The, so the thief ninja was the no. one that and and in all of that you have your scroll your sword right. your arrow your shield blah 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 and you have them. more of what would be to that exactly yes. i've got the huntress has got a lot of arrow cards uh fighter gladiator had a lot of sword swords, cards yeah. some shield cards and a lot of double cards like two swords or sword and arrow yeah. or so what is the special power of the wizard uh, stopping time, which is very important. You throw it's away the five minute three dungeon. cards and you stop the time. There is a there is a, a timer, and you're running on five minutes. And the wizard can throw down cards to stop the timer, so everybody can pause, figure out what the fuck is going on, who's got what, and get ready to start throwing down again. Because there's a lot of like you can't uh, play any cards, but you overlapping can, cards like yeah. arrow, arrow, arrow. Oh, you yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, it'll be like you you have three three symbols, right? A, a sword, an arrow, and a shield. And we'll drop two swords, two shields, and an arrow, and you know, 
And Paulette was giving Matt shit. Always. It was always, it was always, it was always my fault. fault, even though I'm not really doing anything. <laughs> I'm holding on to my cards, not playing a card, but it's my fault. Well, it was really funny because we would all be like, I got the shield, and throw it down. And Matt would be holding his card over the center of the table, and he'd be like, oh. He'd roll his eyes and then drop his card. And Paulette would be like, stop, dude. If you don't put down the card, stop. And, she, and I'm like, this isn't chess. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting so fr- She was dying because she was so pissed. Well, we were not she, dating this. He was, Matt was dying and she yeah, was, was going to yeah, keep yeah. it going. Oh. She, yeah, he, Matt's he, like, it's Andy's my, fault. Mike gave him a rabbit punch in the ribs. It's harder than I've ever seen him <laughs> give him before. Wow. He's like, my yes. eye is burning. And she's like, well, you're just going to have to sit there and take it. <laughs> We're beating, this, we get these we're beating this motherfucking boss. He, he <laughs> wins and not and not in a sexy way. Usually wins is when she punches him. Dead air. Dead dead air. Here comes dead the air. pillow. <laughs> here comes the pillow. Yeah. And ball gag, because it's handy. <laughs> pillow <laughs> and ball gag. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. So yeah, that was oh god, that was just that was so it fucking funny. so much easier if you had those scrolls. It would have been, yeah. I agree. <laughs> And if you did, you look through those cards. It has cards that stops events. Yes. So that one will we discard our whole hand. Yeah. Everybody it would be nice to have that. Uh, like yeah. Magic I, I, I don't know if you and noticed, but in the last few rounds, that card wasn't in the deck anymore. You took it out. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was. It was there for a lot of the rounds. It was. Yeah, but the last, the, first, the, the last, the, the last two or three, we, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. So we didn't actually beat this guy. No, it was. You know, we just stacked the deck at time. Two cards are not in the deck, and when you only got four people, so. Right. It had to be two of them. When okay. You reduced the deck, and he just strategically reduced it. Ah. So we'll okay. call events like this Andy Hard Mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Veteran mode. For, for future reference. When, yeah. this, when this happens again. It's sort of like when Duncan no, it, would set up a zombies game and go with headshots only. Without and telling Andy's me. like, well, they're not dying. <laughs> no, it's... it's 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 that's happened. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it, it this this is Andy's difficulty selector meter. It's beginner, uh, normal, expert. And what the fuck game is this? <laughs> yeah. No, no. The, it's we're not leaving till we beat this final boss. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the final setting. Oh, oh God, yeah. That was just you, uh, if if there's no other reason in the world to tip your hat to Duncan. Do it for that, because that was just <laughs> yeah. Just just slipped it to headshots only and didn't tell. Yep. <laughs> what else you do this week? Right? Free comic day, fantastic. I was is a little bit downscaled from what I usually do. Usually, I take a couple of the kids around with me and we go hit as many of the shops as possible and we give out milk and cookies. Uh, Duncan <laughs> was uh, not into it this year, and uh, Frankie was gonna go, but she wasn't feeling well. So I'm like, eh. so I just hit four shops, and uh, but I got some good books. The old teenager, I'm not feeling well. Excuse. Yep. But yeah. the upshot was because the kids weren't there, he was giving out bur- uh, bourbon and oh, yeah. uh, dime right. bags. Yeah. So which they appreciated a hell of yeah. a lot more. So I got you know about fifteen twenty books here, and they're pretty good books. I got. Uh, 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 Bongo and uh, Bongo Comics and Overwatch, which I hear kids talking Overwatch about. Overwatch Comics, yeah. Overwatch has got a only comic. living boy. I don't know what that is. But it looks cool. Harley Quinn book. Uh, this one looks really cool. Take a look at that one, Torgan. Okay, this is uh, called Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. Oh wait, it's on the other side. 
Howard, <laughs> uh, Howard Lovecraft, Big Book of Summer Fun, uh, Star Wars Adventures, Spider-Man, Avengers. Oh, it's it's Image Classics. It's, 2000 it's, AD, Doctor hey, Who. That's Lovecraft. right up Torgo's alley. Multiple different comics from Image. Yeah. No, no. It's it's a, it's, it's um Image Classic. It's like a... Uh, it's kind of a noir-looking uh, thing about the wall, and uh, there's uh, it's all done big oh, art. That does sound good. Yeah, the what wall? The, the, it, oh, the border oh, wall. It's called oh. it's called barrier. Yeah, oh, I see it now. Nice. It's, it's, it was hiding from yeah. me. Wow. And it's also it's also sideways from regular comics and with big long horizontal pictures in it, so it's kind of cool looking. Hey, I like risk taking. Get that whole wall in there. Yeah. And I got this uh, <laughs> Die Kitty Die, which kind of looks like a Archie Harvey book gone bad. I'm, I'm curious to read that one. Yes, yeah. good name. Yeah, good uh, follow up to Barrier. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Props to uh, Sydney, Australia. Mandy put up that picture, that one line from oh, that yeah. one store that was like round the block yeah. or some shit. That's wow. That's some proper celebrating. That's right some there. Uh, dedication there. I mean, you go to Ralph's. Did Ralph have like the food trucks and shit this year, or was it a little more? I didn't see if there weren't food trucks there this year that I remember. Okay. I didn't see any. They, I, I remember one year I went. There were food trucks. There was a, a video game truck mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was a different year. Usually, I'm working for the paper, and I've called up every comic shop in town and found out what they got going on. So I know all that stuff. And I another another one of the reasons I would try and hit them all is I'd already talked to everybody about it. So. But uh, I don't work for paper anymore, so I right. didn't uh, do that. Didn't have any reason to call everybody up. Just, just for you. Doesn't care. Well, I actually <laughs> thought about trying to call up all the shops. I'm like, right, what do I do with that information? Put it on Facebook and blog it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for free comic book day. This... Blog it on the Ugly Couch Show page. Yeah, yeah free, there you go. Free comic book page. Uh, <laughs> free comic book page. All right. Free all comic right. Book already, page. Torgo. Wow. <laughs> Take this page. I'm a broken man already. <laughs> a free comic book day. I. Uh, went to a model building convention. All right. I saw yeah. that post. I love it. You're yeah. one of us. Wait, was the model <laughs> build, was, is Lev, there was a model building convention and level up this weekend. Yes. And wow. S- on the same day, and that's in free that comic regard. book day. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did it to capitalize on you know the whole May the Fourth and then free comic book day afterwards. Not the model building, but level up. That makes sense. I went to both mm-hmm. this weekend. I went All to right. level up. On Friday, Level Up is a anime-focused pop culture convention with a surprise. Uh, and s- oh, then the next day it was the Best of the West model building competition. Okay, all right. So I'll start with Level Up. Level Up uh, expanded this year, and when I started going to Level Up, it was one day at Cashman Center, which is kind of a smaller event venue. Yeah. Well, you won't do that again. Nah, they, they're torn down. Yeah. So this year, it's a th- all-weekend, three-day thing at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And took up about as much as Wizard World did. Whoa. Yeah. It was impressive. So what's, it, what's it actually inside? Is it, is it? It's a convention center. There's lots of big rooms and yeah, yeah. bathrooms. And- <laughs> but that's not important. Okay. Uh, Bad eateries. Yeah. Lions, people. Yeah. Smelly people. A few of that, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's it's got your... Your booths to buy lots of especially anime stuff, mm-hmm. and then and then on the other side is a lot of uh, video game competition. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big part of Level Up Expo, and then in the center was a wrestling ring. Okay, well, of course there was because apparently there's a promoter group out there called Versus Wrestling that has become a part of this, 
and I got to experience professional professional wrestling for the first time in my life. Wow. I've never seen live professional wrestling. Are you not entertained? I was super entertained. <laughs> my God, I was entertained. Oh, I became an instant fan. Wow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so uh, they, one of they, us. They did a match every half hour. It was fantastic, and every time it was, it was a this hero is, and a heel. It was it was a whole thing. This is kind of in full force. It was is, beautiful. This is kind of combat con kind of thing where they've got the where they've got the demonstration ring in the middle of all the booths. I like that idea. Sure, but yeah. this is actual pro wrestling with all the fake hits. Yeah, right? Not not like yeah. that fake combat. Right, con that fake shit. combat where they're hitting people with no. metal swords and stuff. That's that's not any good. No, <laughs> who wants to see that shit? I want the taser fights. Oh, yeah. The taser fights are always good. Yeah. Have you seen a TLC match? No, you haven't. You haven't lived. Tender loving care match? No, no. Table, ladders, and chairs. Oh, I okay. (laughs) So I watched about three or four. Left Eye Lopez is dead. That's not funny. (laughs) Here comes uh, the pillow. (laughs) Pillow, pillow. I can't. Ball gag. (laughs) Andy's balls gag. So I'd find myself going out to go into the little shopping area to see what I could find. And then I would hear the announcements again. I'd run to the center of the <laughs> watch the ring stuff. And uh, so I went over. T- I wanted to go to people in charge of promotion because they're behind this all this old red tape area. And it turns out uh, we know one of the people. I was going to ask you how Bonzo is. Yeah, in charge of this thing. <clears throat> Bonzo is running versus wrestling. Yay, Bonzo. Mm-hmm. He's doing it with the... Uh, the producer of the uh, band Five Finger Death Punch, amongst mm-hmm. many others. And, uh, yeah, they're trying to make a whole big thing of it. So I hung out with Bonzo for a little while. He says hi hey. to everybody out there in Shock Monkey Land. How's he doing? He seems to be doing great. That's cool. Yeah. Still, still bald? Yeah, still yeah. bald and still, uh, but very excited about this project. And, uh, you, you know, I might not know Dollars for Donuts on wrestling, but I had a great time watching it. So that was the highlight of my expo. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Matt's <laughs> got that us. satisfied look on his face. He's like, first Warhammer. I'm grinning from ear to ear. Mm. <laughs> and now One the rest of us. Yeah. One of us. Oh, God. Torgo and I are going to bond. <laughs> first a chair match. Then we'll get into the 40K. And I, and I mean that in the three o'clock high movie version of bonding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a sec. Uh-oh. We can do a... Fatal four way. Whoa. That sounds sexy. <laughs> Whoa. That, that sounds does really that involve sexy. clowns with knives? Essentially, it's four competitors in oh, okay. a fatal four way. I like my version better, want, but okay. I want to be the clown with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, because we're going to do some give and take on this. Because we're going to get you in the Malifaux. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where I have to draw the line. <laughs> the line must be drawn here, no further. Well, Andy, you know what he, that he means. He did that across his lap. Did you see that? We we gotta we gotta get we gotta get Matt interested in playing Call of Duty Zombies. Mm. Yes, I don't know. I've seen his aiming. <laughs> I think I'm I would throw the very controller. good. Actually, that's that's actually part of the funny thing about Duncan's setting for headshots. Andy does a lot of headshots. So he's sitting there mowing a bunch of zombies down, but there are certain points where they're not going down, and he's like, well, what's going on here? I don't understand. So, I mean... It wasn't th- like none of them were dying. This, a lot of them were dying, just this, this, not all of them. This motherfucker, he can hip-shoot a, a Barrett Light 50 like nobody. So... <laughs> as long as it's virtual. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh so I um, watched the second half of, or actually a little more than half of, um, Altered Carbon. No spoilers, please. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, he hasn't seen it yet, but really. The carbon's unaltered. Ah! <laughs> ruined it for you. Fuck you. So damn worth it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think... I think I think he is uh, stuck where I was. I, I watched like four episodes and then no, had to go one. off. Oh, you only watched one? Okay. Yeah. But I got like four got episodes busy. in and then I got busy and I went to Miami. And uh, then I so it's... Miami. Miami? Miami. 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 Um, Miami. That's but New yeah, Zealand, isn't it? The first four episodes are like a really cool sort of Blade Runner-esque noir thing. And there's some interesting backstory stuff going on. But then it gets some weird hard sci-fi in the second half and it is just intense and you're like I'm, sweating after each episode <laughs> well the last few episodes i'm like watching it and it stops i'm like i really thought that was the last episode no oh. and then the next one comes on i'm like all right <laughs> i really thought that was a lot you know and then it didn't mean it really it builds and it looks like it's building to a good conclusion and then there's more Ah. And then there's more, and all the more makes sense and makes it even better. It's not like it's not like Lord of the Rings where they keep tacking on more endings. The, it all, yeah, it's Oof. really fun. It's fun watching him because there was one bit where a moment happened, and it leads into another scene which has an explanation for the moment. And I loved it because the moment happens, and Andy goes, "Wait, what?" And he picks up the controller and rewinds just before the reveal. <laughs> and I was just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. He's, you know, he's watching Alter Carbon on Andy Harbaugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, when, when people are talking about cyberspace, virtual reality, preserving memory, and, and stuff like that, it's really neat because there's a plenty of opportunity to get deep into metaphysical commentary on the nature of being. You know, who, what, what, what makes you human and the nature of life and reality, experiencing reality. And Altered Carbon in the second half really starts getting deep into yeah. that, especially the ramifications of immortality. Right. It made me rethink my uh, brain in a jar thing. I'm still down with the brain in a jar thing, but not as, as gung-ho as I was first. I see the downfall, but I see Got what it. the problem is. Although the brain foibles. in a jar doesn't have the same problem that that does. But no, that's true. It, it's hard to hold yeah. different, different other slew of problems, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Got to keep that shit moist. Mm. Uh, the next day went to Best of the West, yeah. the model building competition. Oh, Fantastic. Did you uh, add any of your uh, Nurgle Space Marines? Oh, there? dude, I'm not ready. Oh, come I'm on. not ready. I, I'm. I have to admit, painting wise, I'm further along than I thought I would be at this point, but I'm nowhere near where these people are. Oh, I know. I mean, these people are just looking at their items. You're like, okay, I have a nice long way to go in building skill before I even come close to getting what these people have been doing. I saw, so, you know, I'm playing Tau. They have a lot of camo suits and stealth suits. I saw a guy paint a stealth suit halfway (gasps) mid-stealth. Wow. So it's like he's coming out. and, And what's the scale? What scale are we talking? Like... Uh, one seventy-two, something like that. Is that right? It's uh, like it's an inch and a half, an inch maybe. Uh, more than that. Two inches. Bit. Two, yeah. That is some fucking crazy detail work. There, there was one convincingly too. Like yeah. it wasn't like I could mm-hmm. see the. It was like holy shit. Where's the other half of the model? Oh, there it is. Holy fuck! <laughs> like. <laughs> Like he painted convincing. it invisible. No, obviously, I know he can't so do it. But I was like, good. how the fuck did he do that? Holy <laughs> shit! The brush skills and all that. Yeah. It was amazing. There is one Gundam painted as Starry Night by Whoa. Van Gogh. Oh. There, 
the 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 uh van gogh the van gogh yeah oh starry starry night yeah amazing there there was machine guns blaring through the night one fantastic very small diorama of a beach scene with uh, uh human figures that were probably about four or five centimeters high and then a gigantic rusted out gundam that had been collapsed against the cliff side and the person had used iron paint and oxidized the paint to create real rust on the plastic Gundam. Wow. wow. I mean, just amazing technique Crazy work. Crazy as shit. There's one person there. I, I've been to a few of these now. And he he does one of these a year. He he takes like a, a chest or some kind of large uh, container box and puts the diorama all inside there. And then creates a view window, so you see it from a specific point of view in that box. And this one this year was uh, a few submarines being loaded by a full naval component. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful work. And it was in every category of, of model building, fantasy, mo- uh, cars, armor, and, well, of course, hey! Warhammer-style figures. Warhammer, 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 yeah. Warhammer. Sports, 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 sports. So, it was glorious. And, and plus... Yeah. And plus, <laughs> uh, all around, of course, there were the, the people selling the good model stuff. And War wonderfully stuff? so, yeah. uh, uh, War Room Games was there doing yeah, 15% I was ta- I was- off their goodies there. So bought a nice little set of washes. I was very happy. I went in middle of the week sometime um, to get uh, base stuff. Our base paint. Yes. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to be there this weekend. You should come down. I'm like, well, I got a funeral to go to, blah, 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 blah. So that kind of stuff didn't get, didn't end up going. So, but I knew they were going to be there and they had the 15% off in their store right now. So. Oh, oh that's terrific. In celebration over, is that still going on? Uh, Well, midweek it was. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know about now. Maybe I should choose the words. It, it was happening. I don't know about now. Well, but- I was considering, here we go. Going to go a little Warhammer on you. I was surprise, considering surprise. putting Moratorian in my army. Moratorian is the big time Primarch of the Death Guard. This, this, the the like the centerpiece model for the army. Then I only have to worry about him, and you get a bunch of little peons. Well, here's the thing: that's he's 500 points on his own. Exactly. So, so go ahead. So we're doing a thousand point uh, build of an army. So that's when I do hero clicks with my massive Ultron being my one thing and Andy would sit there and tell everyone else to attack me and, and even though he always plays with Professor Xavier and I did yeah. play Heroclix he's one of the best mm-hmm. yep. dangerous yeah. I'll, I'll just bring my you, mean, Hero you don't Click. mean me you mean Professor X Professor yeah, X yeah. Not, not you not you I just wanted to clarify I thought you were I thought, yeah, I thought people I thought you were complimenting me I didn't want people Andy's to make that mistake no, Andy's no, the you're, only you're person you and he's the only person that plays hero clicks with Ralph Partha miniatures. Mm. <laughs> well, wait till he finds Malifaux. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy who used uh, Jean Grey and Juggernaut, mm-hmm. and he would telekinesis Juggernaut into the fray. Ooh, wow! Shit! So it was pretty good. Well, yeah. We have been joined. Hi, everybody. Hey, look! It's Eighties Jeff. Eighties Jeff look, in look, the house. Look at Eighties Jeff in the look house. At, look at the boiler on that guy. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I got one, too. <laughs> pot, kettle. Kettle, pot. <laughs> oh, no. This is like a keg. There's no, there's no pot or kettle. This is wow. a keg. We, we ought to rename ourselves Third Trimester Shock. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm just impressed eat. by the Goomba white shirt there. Well, it's because that's the shirt I wear under, under my shirt, work yeah. shirt. Yeah. And since I'm not wearing my work shirt, and I didn't want to subject you guys to my hairiness, I decided to leave the t-shirt on. No, it, we you were going to come that. out here topless, huh? No. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> I, I wish topless I geek shock. Join, really, join us at the pool sometime. I really wish you had and not, just not even mentioned it. Yeah. Just, just sat there nonchalantly yeah. like, it was, like yeah. nothing was wrong. Was we like, would shoot you questions. What? Why are you not wearing a shirt? And like, I'm wearing a shirt and just continue on. Yeah. <laughs> a missed opportunity on the show. Well, yeah, well, you know. And Topless Geek Shock is a very special Patreon level. <laughs> there you oh, go. That's right. That very is special. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we pay you five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that uh, is that above or below Dinner with K? Or a date with K? What was it? Date with K? I think it's below me. Every kiss begins oh, with K. Below. Oh, hey, hey everybody. Just wow. back. Just oh, wow. back. Wow. Gotta give him that one. Of wow. course it's below us. He's an actor. <laughs> And here comes the ball gag. Well, well, no, well that's we'll the sh- balls gag. <laughs> balls gag. Not well, the pillow, the ball we're gag. We're still in the what did you do with your week phase of the show. Oh, wouldn't Uh-oh. you like to know? Uh oh. So, so uh, Jeff. Yes. What'd you do? I <clears throat> took my lady friend to Universal to see the Wizarding World of Harry Potter because she's a huge Harry Potter fan. Awesome. And she freaked out. Ooh. Patrona. Like oh. she. <laughs> Was literally jumping up and down, clutching my arm, and couldn't believe how wow. awesome it was. Did you guys get That's your awesome. wands and do the whole bit? She did. We we went into Ollivander's, and the uh, the shopkeep comes out and does the whole. It, it's 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 a very interactive experience. Uh, it's a little bit of a show. So like you know, they select somebody from the audience to have a wand pick them, and then they do. Uh, Little acts with the uh, like uh, they tell you to unlock a thing and then like these drawers come moving out. Well, she got picked, and really, yeah. what a surprise! Now, I I was surprised. She was even more surprised. She's like, I've never been picked for anything in my life. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so of course I had to buy her the wand because you know, yeah, why not? That's how they pick them. Oh, yeah. what? Probably. Yeah, they yeah. should. They should <laughs> let the person. They probably pick, said, "Take mm, the wand." Who's the sucker that's gonna buy the wand? They're yeah. literally up there. There's Jeff. Oh, there's the. Let pigeon that be right the there. loss leader, you know, to get <laughs> sure. everyone else to buy. Oh, okay. So yeah, she she got her uh, she got her uh, her cloak and her wand, and she was out doing the because the there's a, there are two wands. There's a inactive and an interactive wand. The interactive wands, there are certain spots around Hogwarts that you can, or Hogsmeade, I guess, technically, that you can do a certain motion and then say the magic words, and it interacts with animatronics. Like, there's one, or is there, there's a, a quill that's writing, and just, it's, if you do the thing right, it stops. And then there's one where there's... Uh, it's a complicated off button. <laughs> That's just one of them. And then there's you know one what? where there's, you know what? It would be, these. We should have you go there and attempt to do this. <laughs> and we should film it. That would be amazing. That's also a Patreon level. There's like these. That would be amazing. Southern California is destroyed in an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> that level is called the spill your butterbeer level. Oh, oh, yeah. And we bought butterbeer, too. Because, you know, why not? It's uh, it's sickly sweet. It's like butterscotch it's soda. It's yummy. 
Ooh. It's really, really sweet. There's like a butterscotch. There's yes. two versions. There's the, the carbonated and then there's the frozen. The the carbonated is basically butterscotch soda with a sweet cream on top. <sighs> and then great. the frozen is like a, a butterscotch slurpee with the sweet cream on top. You just but the heart, butterscotch okay? soda wow. isn't <laughs> terribly sweet. The butterscotch soda is a little bland. Is so, it? Yes. So okay. it's a mix in your mouth. Okay. It's amazing. Whoa. Oh. That's what I I'll tell all my dates. I'll try the soda next time. Because everybody, everybody that had... I had been there once before, and I had the, the frozen. Pineapple and, and salt. Uh, <laughs> I'd had several people say, get the frozen. The soda's not as good. And I'm like, okay. Oh. They, were, they were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> the hell's going on over there? <laughs> Did you just fumigate toward no, 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 no. No, we, no. Gross, this is happening over here. <laughs> You can listen to the podcast. We had we'll some see. color commentary about something else. Well, I'm I'm used to tuning everybody out when I'm <laughs> yeah, speaking. Yeah, no, so. it, this time it was you good. Powered through it, good. yeah, Billy Armas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, now that you've said it, Matt, Andy with a wand, I really do want to. It's not the size of the wand; it's the magic you do with it. It would be like Patronus, blah blah blah, and like roller coaster tycoon. It, it would just like disappear, and you hear ah. Oh! Expect my Petronas. Yes, that's what I hear. That's what I'm going to North hear. Korea nukes us. <laughs> North Korea so, nukes yeah. us kind of sounds like a spell. We did North that. Korea nukes us. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'm going to give you that one. She I'll had a blast, and I had a blast just watching her. She kept. She kept saying, "She's like, she's like, I feel so bad. I, I, I feel like I'm acting like an eight-year-old." And I said, "No, there's nothing wrong with That's that." That's the whole point. Yeah, it's like you know, enjoy yourself. It is so. actually a lot of fun being with somebody who is really yeah. into something. The, the, well, I'm not. You know, I've read a couple of the books, but I didn't get through the whole series. I've seen the movies, but I am the interactive aspect. Yeah, is what really got my attention, and so I would love to try. And Orlando is even way That's what more heard, involved. Yeah. Like, I mean, Universal Hollywood is good, but it's a good it's a good entry level experience to is Wizarding th- World because Wizarding World in Orlando is not only twice as big in just the Hogsmeade Hogwarts area, but they've also got Diagon Alley, and you also have the Hogwarts Express that takes you from Universal Orlando area with uh, Diagon Alley over into uh, Islands of Adventure where they have the actual... Actually, the train goes between Hog- Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. Yes. Yeah, but doesn't... You yeah. start in Diagon Alley, though. Um, well, Diagon I, Alley is in Universal Land. Land. Oh, oh, right. oh, oh. I, I, I was walking through Islands of Adventure, so I was oh. in Hogsmeade. So, yeah. so I started in Universal Land. I'm glad I'm not in between this. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got to answer? But yeah, that's the one <laughs> I've been to. It's in Orlando Throwdown. Come on. I haven't been to the to the one in the Hollywood. Hollywood. Is oh, are there, there's still in the buildings there, which is which I start, found really weird in Florida. This is as intense. Um, as yeah, there's mile. there's snow on the there's the fake snow and <laughs> fake so ice weird. on the buildings. It, um, it's, it's never yeah, it's never cold enough for snow or ice. So you're always sweating and looking at snow. It's if you bizarre. would take if you took the area that's in um, Islands of Adventure in Orlando, mm-hmm. that's the extent of it in in Hollywood. Okay. So it's just that smaller area. And that, even then it's... That was it's, plenty. That was a lot. And even then, though, it's it's a little bit smaller. Like the one in Orlando, they just have a lot more land to work with. Yeah, of course. Um, no, this is nine and three quarters miles. But apparently they're going to be at some point tearing out some stuff in Universal Hollywood. Because they, they even said that when we took the... Uh, Patronus. The, the tour, the studio tour, that they were going to be uh, expanding the park and expanding the studio. They were going to build some more new sound stages and then expand the actual theme park area so 
Uh, so that was that was what we did on Monday. On Sunday, and we barely made it in because kept hitting slowdown after slowdown on the way out. Um, but we went and saw Avengers at the El Capitan Theater in so Hollywood. Jealous. Yep. Ah, so jealous. So jealous. We are, of course, saving that for the end of the show. Yes. Yeah. Classic movie palace. It was amazing. Seats are a little tight if you have long legs. That's all. That's the only complaint I have. Well, that, that's kind of classic movie palace. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Seats is like a modern innovation. Really. I can't help it if the rest of you people are scaled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Like the the old movie palace that I had in Wichita, the Crest Theater. Yeah. There was quite a bit of space in between the rows. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the other movie palaces I've been to in the U.S. Yeah. Like depending on when they were built. Yeah, the very narrow aisle. Jeff was he who walked between the rows. Mm. In fact, it was funny because she's she's like five four, and she was even saying when we a were proper height. Leaving, yeah, when we were when we were leaving the theater, she's like, "Is it just me or were those aisles a little tight between the in the row in front and row behind?" And I said, "Yeah, it's uh, huh. a little, yeah." Actually, still. one of my things is when I was younger was to sit in the old style seats slump down and then prop my knees against uh, yes. the seat in front of me. Yes. Because you could do that. Right. Which, yeah. you know. And I sat in the balcony, of course, so that was like I got to really see the whole theater. I didn't get a chance to snap pictures because it was just too chaotic getting in and out, but they had actual costumes from Infinity War. Oh. Uh, they had Doctor Strange. They had uh, one of the Wakanda warrior the the women mm-hmm. uh the personal guard and i just uh, those are the ones that i i remember but they had like six costumes they had like three on each side and it was a great experience um plus i was in a audience full of nerds and there was a lot of clapping and cheering and <gasps> moments and you know like collective That's audience funny. stuff so but it when, was, we, when we do the detailed yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. about this, I want there's a point I saw online that I want to get to do about the phone. We'll go run about the phone. All right. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was a good experience. And then Tuesday we went to Disneyland and and uh, Disney's California Adventure. Parks were fun. Weather was miserable. So cold we, or yes, uh, the high was like fifty eight that day, oh. and it was windy and of course Jeff, you mean you mean we call beach weather in New England? Yeah, yeah I was going to say well, that, that is like a, a hot summer day where I'm from. Well, but it, Jeff, the wore problem, a, Jeff wore a dress. The problem, uh, of course. Well, no, she did, and <laughs> oh, of course okay, she was okay. cold the whole time. Like when we got there, it was it was for, fairly warm, and the sun was out. And then the clouds came in, and that wind was coming in off of the ocean, yeah. and not to mention every waterwork area around so not Disney. Not to mention the waterwork area. Wh- which park? Both at uh, Disneyland and California Adventure. And the, 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 the you're filling the ocean air? Eight, you know, it's not far from the ocean. It's in, 30 miles. <laughs> it's... It still comes in. Okay. Right over. Wow. Andy, that's anyway. California measurement. That's oh, not yeah, yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In New England, that's like that's, that's, 30 that's, miles. That's three states. That's a desert. <laughs> that's three <laughs> states, man. You know, you're in arid country there. But also, when the wind would blow over any yeah. of the little artificial lakes, ponds, etc. So which gangs did you see? In where? In Disneyland. The Disney gangs. Yeah. You didn't see the any of the Disney gangs? No. Oh, man. Oh, they're cracking the kids down? flashing the signs. No. Frontierland, are... represent. Yo. Yeah, I'm not kidding. That is real. Yeah, he's, he's right. That's real. There's real Disney gangs. There's Disney gangs. They're not 
they're not you know beating people up except for one. Well, I want like gangs in New York style. And like, they all wear their jackets that are matching, and they've got their like gang signals on the back. And, and, and I could and, only and, imagine that it would be like West Side Story-ish, like the singing and dance, I, it, the dance it, it, fighting. Not far off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time he's in town, we have to have Bean and Jamie. Oh yeah. On. And then have them. Well, Disney, we could just do a Disney, Disney bank show. Out, yeah, we yeah. don't have to say a word. Yeah, say I don't even have to be showing up for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be two hours of those yeah. two. I'm Master Torgo, ladies and gentlemen. Here's <laughs> goodbye. Here's <laughs> Bean and, and Jamie talking. Over. Here's your Disney two hours. Here we go. We can all go to the strip club. All right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was, it was it was still fun. We had a good time, but it was not pleasant. And what ears did you buy for? Her? Huh? What ears, ears did you buy bad. for her? <laughs> I didn't get her ears, but I did get her a Cheshire Cat blanket that okay. she <laughs> because it was gold. Yes. And, you know the uh, problem though is they disappear. God well, damn it! Poor thing. She wore herself out at at Harry at at Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So I ended up having to carry her out like a true gentleman. No, I had no. <laughs> Come on. I got her one of the, <laughs> the electric. Out like a true gentleman. <laughs> electrical conveyance vehicles, they call them. Oh, the okay. little scooters. She had to drive around. She, she was a, a you little embarrassed. You on your way out? <laughs> but, uh, what was your favorite? Plus, she was on some medication that was really messing with her. So. What was your favorite ride at Disneyland? At Disneyland? Yes. Uh, gosh. Well, we did Star Tours, of course. That's that's always a blast. Um I did get to finally ride uh, the Peter Pan one for the first time. Ah. That's not easy to get on. That's always a long line. Yeah. It's not easy to get on unless you have a special needs person that can't walk. Oh. <laughs> so. You crippled a kid. Oh, you hired one of them? No. <laughs> be- because. <laughs> you missed it. She was in. The, I because, know. Yeah, because There's she was on that thing. and she with a sign. <laughs> she, she could barely walk by the end of the day. So hey, we, waiting for lines? Hire me. Twenty dollars every single round. twenty an hour. It's more they than did tw- that. It's more. Not, it's more than twenty. People did that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. You never heard of that? But I will. No. No, they that actually happened. implemented some rule to try to cut down on the whole hiring a disabled person <laughs> to go with you through Disneyland to cut the line. Yeah. That no. was actually a phenomenon. I, I don't know about that part, but oh. I will say. <laughs> That I, I found do, the sweet I spot do, apparently. No, no, I do have to give just crippled enough. I was gonna say I do have to give proper respect to <laughs> one crutch the Disney <laughs> cast members because they were very accommodating and very helpful. They're awesome. She, they are she awesome. was she was really having trouble getting around on on the, the day that we were there, and they helped her out quite a deal. That's nice. quite a lot. That's they helped yeah. me out. So I even said as much in the survey they sent me. So, Aww. but uh, yeah, it was still a good time. Uh, I just wish the weather had been a little. We probably could have stayed all the way till close. As it was, we ended up having to leave like around nine because it was just the cold and the wind. It was just too much. I mean, even I, I don't really get cold that easily when I'm wearing, you know, sweater and a jacket. But I was, I was at the point where I'm like, all right, it's starting to get to me. So, aren't you the one that keeps it swampy in here? Why are you looking at me? Seventy-five is not swampy, Andy. Yeah, it is. Swampy. Yeah, it is. When I come home and the thermostat is at sixty-eight, oh, that's beautiful. That's when you know that feels so good. Yeah. When you start paying the electric bill. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with it. Your rent's not cheap enough. Is that that's where we're going? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What do you got? Yeah, we got a roommate (laughs) off a geek shot. Yo. 
Nothing? Nothing? You got nothing? Awkward silence. Oh, next round. That's going to replace your dead air. Awkward silence, awkward silence, awkward silence. Woo! Ah, all right. Anything else you do, gentlemen? Um... Stopped an alien Get fresh it. jerky on the oh, way back. Oh, now you're oh, killing yes. me. Oh, really? That was pretty cool. That place is awesome. I didn't... I mean, it's so funny because I've driven past it before, but it didn't dawn on me how much alien theming they had outside. Like, like they keep adding more every year. It's yeah. Like, it's a Pokestop. It's, it's stuffed full of, like, jerky? everything you could think of. Well, it, jerky, too. <laughs> but what really got me was when I stopped in and they have all the craft sodas, which is, like... You know, pardon the pun, my sweet spot. Hey yo. Uh, did so they, did they have the uh, what the home was the awful one we had the? Uh, they had like some of the ranch ago. dressing. The ranch dressing. They so had oh some of the terrible. You know what's funny about that? A friend of mine that lives back in Kansas came across the uh, the ranch dressing soda, and? and I told him not to do it because it's horrible. And I tried to find. Uh, the episode on our YouTube channel so I was like, here is why you should not do it. And here's some others that we have done. And I, I ran a list and he's like, good to know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say that in Kansas that was like a delicacy. They liked it out there. So no, like, well, they it's pour just, it over it's, their fries. It's slow yeah. to getting out there. <laughs> this is where you get, this is where you get yeah. your barbecue. This is where you get your barbecue. This is where you get your barbecue. This is where you get your ranch soda. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also ranch dressing is not very big in the Midwest. We saw not like yeah, out in California. Um, this, um, Duncan showed us a vid some guy had made of uh-huh. uh, touring, going to visiting Kansas City. Okay, and he was like a speed round of this, going to tell you where to go in Kansas City, and then it was literally just jump cuts of this is where you go to get your cigarettes, this is where you go to get your drink, this is where you go to get this, this is where you go, this is where you go to get barbecue, and this is where you go to get barbecue, and this is where you go to get barbecue, and this is where you go to get, and it just ran through. This is where you go when our sports teams lose. This is both of them. This is where you go when our sports teams win. Blah blah. Yeah, and it was actually hilarious, and it was a rapid fire, and he was. Showing all the spots and right. I like I want to watch this with you because I want you to see you. Oh, you want my it. commentary on it? Yeah, and just you know, well, it, dude, it's fast. Yeah, because it it's a quick two two three minutes. Yeah, and he best. just bangs through the whole damn city, and it, it's actually it's actually pretty good. Uh, look for it, folks, on YouTube because it's fun and it it looks legit. I mean, he's joking. But it looks like he's showing, I mean, museum. This is where you want to go see old stuff. This is where you want to go see arty stuff, right? There are some. Where you want to see weird arty stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, There are some neat museums. They've got the the one uh, art museum that's got the big shuttlecock out in front. (laughs) Shuttlecock. Speaking (laughs) of shuttlecock. Don't get cocky. You know, 25 million people visit Kansas City (laughs) anally every year. Mm -hmm. We want an explanation, Jeff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's a. I, I I'll have to look that video up. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's the anal video. I mean, there are <laughs> there are hundreds of barbecue places there, and everybody's got their own favorite. I mean, you ask five people, you'll get five different answers. I want the best I, I want to watch that with you because I want you to sit there and be like, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, that one. oh that. Well, one. I mean, I'll t- I, I'll tell you, one of my favorites is Arthur Bryant's. I mm-hmm. like that one a lot. Um, so, so that's, that's it was a, too that's fast. I couldn't one. read the signs. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but you'll be able to see it in the video, so we'll gotcha. we'll, we'll watch it with you. All right. Anything else, Jets? I always right. feel nope. like there's something. I there is always remember like four stories yeah. in. 
It's not so. exactly geeky, but I wrote a short story that's going to be in an anthology in October. Yeah. Oh, do tell. Yeah. I was... Uh, bury the lead there, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, we have the, it used to be the Las Vegas Valley Book Festival, which was connected to the Las Vegas Valley Comic Festival. Now it's just called apparently the Las Vegas Book Festival. Um, and they have published an anthology book with some pretty good writers in it. And this year they asked me to be part of it, which kind of gobsmacked by, uh, but, uh, and they said you can write fiction or nonfiction. And they said, I assume you're going to write nonfiction. And I'm like, Actually, actually, I kind of want to write fiction. So I wrote a fiction piece, and uh, uh, I'm really happy with it. And I, I sent it off to the publisher and or the editor, editor and he and comes back with, this is fucking amazing. I'm like, whoa, ah, okay. Ah. <laughs> Copyright so. that shit right away, man. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, I mean, it was uh, just an off strip. It's a Vegas, but not the Vegas strip right. story. It's an East Valley and, story. Which is, you know. Like Andy's, Andy is a little repository of trivia on the off strip thing. So it it was it's a it's a nice little story. What? So wait, you didn't write lustful men, lustful tiger men from the moon swamp? <laughs> Excuse me, that is now cocky lustful men. Yes, of it the, is. Uh, oh. moon swamp. Yeah. Um, no, I actually wrote a I wrote a film noir thing. I wrote a, I wrote a noir story taking place in. East okay, Vegas. now I really want to read that because yeah. I love noir. So this is coming out in October. October. All right. I'll let you know the date when it gets closer, but it's whenever the yeah, book you gotta festival let us is. Know. Yeah. That's cool. Although yeah. I am surprised you told us now and didn't wait till the very end of the show <laughs> after we've already said goodnight. Oh, I remember. Oh, wait. I got her something. You go. <laughs> uh, I beg, I, I'm an author. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be a published writing. I'm, I've always been. Written, That's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's like a major story. For it. It's like a big, the first major non goofy story i guess yeah. I mean, there's some humor in it but it's still yeah there's no guys who spontaneously turn into lizard men no just half- no. No. no no i was gonna say you're the only one in the room that's been published now but then i remembered kirsten's been published too so it's yeah. just that just the remaining three of us that are mm. not really trying the scrubs yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow what are you saying todd well uh he's got an award-winning or not he's got a money-making song that's got like you know, the uh, long distance is like a huge oh, yeah, hit yeah. now Crazy. Um, amongst us th- several thousand people, apparently. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> We've got a cult following, and they all wear ice cream cone pants. Uh, it's <laughs> my lot in life, sir. News you don't give a shit about. Ah! Ooh, that was a burp. Sylvester Stallone is close to adding a fifth chapter to the Rambo saga. <laughs> I heard this. <laughs> so funny. You said Sylvester Stallone is close to, and I, I immediately went to death. <laughs> uh, wow! That made me stop myself. I don't know, on that one. dude. I just feel like I'm dying or something over here. It's not been confirmed. We go see Mick. Not confirmed by Stallone's reps, but Deadline Hollywood reports that Millennium Films has already launched sales on the project in Cannes, revealing a tentative shoot date for September of this year. Stallone's also said to be currently working on the script. This new movie will be the fifth in the lucrative franchise that follows. Yeah, stop you there. Let me guess. It's he's going to be a forest ranger this time. Okay. Uh, fighting forest fires, and the main bad guys will be t- camping teenage kids that are having too much, you know, fun. You're really close. All oh, you can prevent forest fires. That's right. Something like that. Did you do that for me. Or you did it better. Oh, you can prevent forest fires. But it'd be a forest better. ranger with like a Barrett rifle on top of one of those like log towers. 
It follows Rambo's <laughs> struggles when the daughter of one of his friends is kidnapped. Rambo taken. Oh, got a very specific set of skills. I'll fire you. Uh, I'll kill you. Rambo, who has been working on a ranch, is <laughs> is forced to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Kind of. At the at, at the end of the last one, you saw him walking down the road to uh, yeah. the, the, the mailbox that just said I didn't Rambo. Even think of that. Yeah, no, I forgot about so that. So that makes it makes sense continuity go. wise. It's yeah. not a ranch bow. <laughs> is forced to cross, and the breaking begins. <laughs> is forced to cross the U.S. Mexican border. And face the full force of one of Mexico's most violent and vicious cartels. But he can't because there's a wall. Oh, yeah. And the movie ends, and it's a searing indictment of politics today. Uh, I'm a wall. a wall. I can go <laughs> What the hell was I'm, that? I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> and he's had a stroke. <laughs> you just noticed How now? do you tell? How, how does Andy have the stroke and I go numb? <laughs> well, that's Andy. <laughs> That's if Andy. you don't know, dude, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> it's called the spilling of the stroke. <laughs> the first movie in the franchise versus Blood launched in 1982, and this fifth installment has been, quote, under construction for some time. Uh, Stallone last reprised the role of uh, John Rambo in 2008's Rambo, a film that he also wrote and directed. Actually, that was a fun film. Gory. Very gory. Very gory, but, yeah. di- but with that weird digital blood... So oh, well, they, yeah, because they, yeah, they added that back in at the end. Like originally, it wasn't going to be as violent, but then I guess some test screenings. Apparently, people were just like, "This is kind of bland," so they <laughs> went back and added in the digital blood. To but they had to like adjust it somehow so they could keep it as an R. Because when they tried to make it look realistic with the digital blood, it skewed. Yeah too far oh wow yeah. yeah it was it's a crazy story. you should look it up it's a really weird story about that movie getting made it's it's fascinating the more realistic the blood the yeah. less chance it'll get made i don't know it's the same thing with star trek six what the reason the blood was purple is oh, because yeah. you know apparently the um you know mpaa was like no yeah absolutely not right. and like it's just little blobs floating around in zero g that's like, fine well no. evil dead 2 the same reason yep mm-hmm. that's why you got green stuff coming out of the wall house of blue leaves fight in uh kill bill is ah. in black and white right for yeah that precise reason and mm. overseas it's it's actually full color is it yeah is it I really know that mm-hmm. yeah it's black and white i thought that was an interesting stylistic choice but that's there you okay. go. Well, that's one of those things where limitations is, you know, makes for an interesting mm. thing. This country can't handle blood, nipples. Nope. I haven't handled nipples in a while. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Sony Screen Gems has just snapped up, quote, the exclusive life rights of the late Father Gabriel Amorth, the Vatican priest whose decades spanning career of casting out devils earned him frequent headlines as the Holy See's unofficial demon cleaner. Uh, The deal places in Sony's hands a wealth of antidotes from Father Amar's uh, ongoing battle against evil, setting up the potential for a new film franchise that, if successful, could roll out new scary movies for years. The deal reportedly includes the rights to Amorth's two memoirs, An Exorcist Tells His Story, and An Exorcist, More Stories. 
A documentary about a morph from William Friedkin, the director of the original <laughs> Exorcist, has been drumming up buzz following its debut last fall at the Venice Film Festival. Uh, that film, The Devil and Father Amorth, takes a close look at Amorth's work in driving out the evil that inhabited the body of an Italian woman. The project came about uh, after a chance meeting between Friedkin and the priest, resulting in Friedkin's gaining permission to follow Amorth with a camera and document Amorth's recollections in the process. Uh, similar strategies to Sony's have paid off in recent franchises like The Conjuring, which follows the exploits of, quote, real-life uh, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, and itself took a page straight out of the Amityville Horror 1970s vintage real-life horror playbook. So, yeah, real-life horror coming to a theater near you again. Well, you know, as long as this is that entertaining fiction that we can get away from the real-life horror of today <laughs> we're right back to this aren't we yeah yeah i took us there ha weekend geek it's not letting it go yay <laughs> whoa bless you see you get you're, you're allergic to that cast that demon out <laughs> that's right the power of christ compelled me <laughs> after 25 years at their original home the power rangers have a new owner Hasbro Incorporated announced that it has entered a definitive agreement with Saban Properties to acquire the Power Rangers franchise, as well as other properties, for a combined cash and stock value of $522 million. The move comes just months after the two companies entered into a deal for Hasbro to purchase the Master Toy license for Power Rangers brand, and now that deal has led to a much bigger overall agreement that will see the iconic franchise move to a new company. Uh, created by by uh, Haim Saban, the Power Rangers franchise debuted in 1993 with a TV series, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and has spawned 25 seasons, more than 900 episodes of television, as well as video games, toys, comics, and feature films. According to Hasbro's announcement, Saban will continue to have a consulting role with the franchise going forward. Power Rangers products developed by Hasbro are set to arrive next year. Other properties purchased under the agreement include My Pet Monster, Popples, Julius Jr., Luna Petunia, and Treehouse Detectives. So I'm glad to see that Luna Petunia is uh, in safe hands. What the hell is Julius Jr.? I don't know what most of those are. I remember My Pet Monster. Mm -hmm. I remember the Popples, and that's about right. it. Any of the others ring a bell for anybody? Give me the list, me the list again. Yeah, My Pet Monster, Popples, Julius Jr., nope. Luna Petunia. Nope. Treehouse Detectives. That I remember. Okay. Was it awesome? No. Okay. I think the I boat never... has sailed on the fucking Power Rangers. Yeah, I, like, I, honestly. Well, no, there's oh, no, still no, there's a quite... huge, Yeah, huge there, I was just going to say, I never got into it, but I have a, a friend, Andy, that I used to work with that is huge into it. Like, he has three or four full-on, like, screen-accurate cosplay costumes with the helmets and everything, and he's... Showing me pictures of him in outfits and going with his buddies and cosplaying at conventions and stuff. And, you know, hey, more power to you, man. If you're into that and you're willing to go all out and cosplay, absolutely go do it. But Geeks yeah. of a certain age. Yeah. By the, I, by the time Power Rangers hit, I was kind of too old for it. Yeah, well, that's... But, but anybody yeah. about five years younger than me was probably way into it. It's a lot of, a lot of it is that nostalgia factor. Because, like, he even admits, he's like, I go back and watch the episodes now... 
they're kind of cornball cheesy, but I still absolutely love it. Well, and, and isn't that a deal where the uh, the American actors with the masks off, all that was shot new? And, yes. And yes. all the action all scenes the, are yeah. in Japan? Well, something like 90% of the fight. They did shoot some fight scenes with the American actors in costume, but the majority of it was, you know, previously. Uh, it's like from two or three different, like, uh, Japanese series. Uh, I, I used to know it, and I can't think of it now, but... Uh, but yeah, like he, the, the Saban guy went and bought, it's like Hayam Saban or something like that, mm-hmm. went and just bought like all the rights to, it's, well, it's a lot like uh, Harmony Gold did with Robotech, you know, they took licensing to, for all this stuff, these three or four different series in Japan and then brought it here and then slapped the Robotech name on it and now nobody in the world can use the name Robotech, so, but yeah, just it's like basically cocky. what he did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's in, it's you know, if you're into it, absolutely. I just I could never myself get into it. Yeah, Shock Monkey Sebastian, I don't know he's big into it. Mm. Avengers: Infinity War is the wait fast- wait, 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 wait we're, we're not, not talking about, about that right now. No. Oh, sorry, so I <laughs> got a little ahead of myself. Is the fastest movie ever to reach one billion dollars internationally? Just blows my mind. Having man. already surpassed Star Wars: The Force Awakens with the highest domestic opening during its debut last week. With two hundred and fifty-seven point six million this last weekend, Infinity War expected to take around one hundred twenty-two million domestically, which pushed it past the billion-dollar milestone. So one, I, I will predict that the second one beats that even quicker. Probably, probably it wouldn't be surprised at this point. Because the first one, it's like yeah, I could see this whenever. And now they've seen they've seen the first, like I gotta find out what happens. The sixth mar- this is the sixth mar- Marvel project to do so, following on the heels of Black Panther, also the Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, and Captain America Civil War. Nice. God. They're not slowing down. 18 no. movies up to before Anything this but. one. That's just... They're not losing steam. I just, 18, I, 25. And, and it's not just... Uh-oh. It's 10, <laughs> 10 years, Second time movies. tonight. Oh, shit. It's 10 years, 18 movies up to... Leading up to... I thought it was 18. Oh, no, because they included the TV stuff. I was like, yeah. We watch a video oh, with Movie oh, Bob. Uh, Movie Bob. He did... He ranked all the Marvel properties, oh, okay. and he included the TV shows. It's actually kind of cool. But some of the TV shows aren't connected, like... Uh, the Netflix uh, series. Yeah, the Netflix... Well, they, they, are, they connected. are connected. The Netflix TV series are... Con- well, they reference it. And then same thing with, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has yeah. now gone... Because this last episode, they talked about Thanos was coming. Mm-hmm. In the episode, but uh, but the uh, like the Fox Marvel, the Fox Marvel co-productions, like um, oh shoot, what's it called? Well, the, on the, FX that just restarted, oh, uh, Legion. like Legion yeah. and all Legion. that stuff. Yeah, Legion yeah, was not connected. Yeah, to, they didn't include that, but they did include Spider Man because of the crossover stuff. Yeah, he included Spider Man. He talked about in Inhumans, uh, which was I can't remember his exact wordage, but his commentary there was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. Bottom it's, of the top 25, I had to agree with, unfortunately. And yeah. I agreed with what he said, which is, you know, Iron Fist. I wanted to be so much better. Mm. <laughs> Iron Fist beat out in humans? No, no, Iron Fist. Okay. Yeah, no, it was, it was the way it was listed. The, the For worst, the bottom. The very bottom. Because yeah. I've heard bad things about humans. Mm-hmm. Big time. He goes, how do you screw up a show that includes a teleporting, giant teleporting bulldog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you make it full CG and not very realistic mm-hmm. CG. See, that's how. There you go. It's easy, Andy. You just have to try. <laughs> Rhetorical. It's easy if you try, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Energized by the success of The Handmaid's Tale, Hulu announced it is ramping up development on a raft of new genre shows, including an exclusive deal with DreamWorks Animation. Even as its flagship program continues to swell the streaming services base of new subscribers, at Hulu's annual pitch to advertisers, CEO Randy Freer unveiled a ton of information about how the service has grown since The Handmaid's Tale debuted on the platform last spring, as well as its plans to fold in more serial TV programming, including marquee new animation and horror projects. It also announced that The Handmaid's Tale has been renewed for a third season. Hulu credited The Handmaid's Tale with a significant one-year increase to its subscription count, noting that the service has eclipsed 20 million subscribers for the first time after ending 2017 with 17 million. The The report also revealed the last month's season two premiere of The Handmaid's Tale drew twice the number of viewers as the series premiere episode did in April 2017. On the strength of its growing viewer base, with an emphasis on TV programming to balance the offerings of licensed movie titles, Freer unveiled Hulu's ambitious development plans for a roster of new series projects. Most notable among those is Hulu's all-new deal with DreamWorks Animation, which Deadline reports will make Hulu the exclusive platform for all DreamWorks Animation feature films, as well as library titles including Shrek, Shrek 2, Shark Tale, along with new releases from 2019 and on. I thought, yeah, you blended those together. I thought it was Shrek 2 or Shark's Tale. It's like, wait, how'd they do that? Well, this is DreamWorks Animation. They can do anything. Yeah, I know. Just wait till Shrek, Sharnado. Sharknado. 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 I was going to say Sharknado. Sound a little wet there. Little bits and pieces coming out. I don't know how many of our listeners are aware, but I guess Sprint and Hulu have a deal where, like, if you are a Sprint Unlimited subscriber. I want to stop right here and say Sprint is really thrilled that you're talking about this after this Sharknado. Carry on. Well, Sprint doesn't care. They're merging with T-Mobile. They're yeah, Sprint doesn't right. exist anymore. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Anymore. But uh, if you have an unlimited data plan with Sprint, you get Hulu for free. So Hulu would automatically jump up 3 million-ish subscribers just uh, from that deal alone. So uh, I wonder if that is why they jumped from 17 in 2017 yeah. into... Because no one's watching Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> wow. That was a biting commentary, Torgo. I, it's also I, stupid. I'm curious. So many people are watching Handmaid's Tale. Well, yeah. I would be curious to know if our, any you? of our listeners are watching it. No, I don't have Hulu. If you could post it like um, on Shockmate, uh, Shock Monkey's Lair. or Shockmate? What, the one that posted all of The Handmaid's Tale? No, just just the number of people that might be watching it, because the subject material just doesn't seem interesting to me. I mean... What, the yeah, Handmaid's fundamentalist tale? takeover of the U.S. Yes. Psh, what the fuck? Yeah. I just... It's, the That's material crazy. Not, How could that ever happen? Uh-huh. I read the novel back in college. It's a, an amazing, <laughs> a horrific read. Yeah. And, you know, nice and scary. Mm. I mean, uh, and the yeah. aesthetic looks cool, too. Kind of a southern gothic... New England yeah. Puritan <laughs> mishmash that yeah. I read the book back in uh, high school or college and I don't remember what happened. Oh, so. that's right because Atwood, she's a Canadian. Yeah, oh. She's a knucklehead. Required reading in Canada. That's it right. Actually is. Well, they've got so few authors it's like they right. can do it all by the <laughs> It's that grade. and Alex Drex's biography. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> Alex Trek's biography? Alex, Alex, I heard Trek too. Alex yeah, Trek. I heard Trek as well. <laughs> 
Alex Trek. <laughs> Alex Trek. Well, he's kind of slumping in the chair now, so he's getting into that. Yeah. What is make it so? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Much better. That and you have to listen to the entire Bare Naked Ladies discography. That you're mm. covered in school at that point. Hollywood if I had a million dollars. <laughs> if I had a million dollars. You and your craft dinner. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Katie. The Hollywood Reporter, as the DreamWorks will also begin developing a new, oh, not just a new, a bunch of new original series that will be exclusive to Hulu. Uh, while that agreement, along with the service in development's Animaniacs reboot yeah. with Steven Spielberg and Warner Brothers Animation is aimed at families, Hulu also unveiled early details on a new horror project set to hit the service this year. It's called Into the Dark, developed with Bloomhouse Television. will be a year-long 12-episode horror series based on holidays that fall in each calendar month. Oh, like Psycho the Werewolf. Nice. Into the Dark premieres October 5th with the debut episode, The Body. So. I'm really <laughs> excited about the Animaniacs reboot. Yeah. Really yeah. That was such a fun show. As long as they stick to, you know, <laughs> Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, uh, Slappy Squirrel. I don't want to see those goddamn hip hip hippos. I'm not a big fan of Slappy. Oh. And Buttons and Mindy you can and fall off of a yeah, fucking building. Anything oh. Squirrel, it's all this guy. <laughs> squirrel <laughs> Girl, Squirrel this, Squirrel that. It's kind of creepy. Remember Slappy Squirrel? No, no, you don't. I do not. You I just barely. wait till Japan comes out with Squirrel Hentai. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you you walk downstairs? Okay. Oh, right, boy. I'm around. going back upstairs. <laughs> I'm hiding my somewhere. Shirley and Squirrely tapes. Yeah, really. Yeah. Where's Kit? Where's <laughs> Kit? Where's Kit? <laughs> Wearing a squirrel costume. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my favorite part, one of my favorite things I ever did on <laughs> Maniacs is when the teacher is like screaming and he's like, are we clear? No, we're opaque. And he snaps his fingers and he's like, now we're clear. And they went transparent. <laughs> I was like, I love the wordplay stuff yep. that they did on that show. Fingerprints. Awesome. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Who? What? Sorry. Squirrel girl. On oh, the free okay. comic day. That's that's one. Not to mention the the Mister Director character that was a uh, a blatant ripoff of uh, oh the, it Jerry was Lewis. A, no. Yes, it was a is a version of Jerry Lewis's um, reputation for right. being behind the camera. They did an epic oh. Animaniacs uh, that was. Uh, um, Apocalypse the... Now. Holy yes. Go. Yeah. Yep. They sure did. Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer. I know. Right. Animaniacs, Animaniacs, Animaniacs. <laughs> you remind me of a very young George Jetson. <laughs> He's still going, bum, bum, bum. Slappy's Girl rocks. He's wrong about that. I don't know. I don't think he is. I never really watched Animaniacs, and I know who Slappy's Girl is. Mm-hmm. What's your you problem? I, I agree with yeah, you on button, Buttons and Mindy. Okay. No. It was such a chore to get through that. Good, good feathers was also another one that was yeah. tough. To you got to take the bad with the good, uh-huh. you know, right? It's, it's just, true. That's life. It's right there. Take them both. There you what go. Was the, the the chicken boo? The stupid giant chicken. That, that one was, actually had a surreal element that I enjoyed. What the fuck is happening? It's, it's, it's like very hit or what? miss. Paul guesting, and we just don't know. <laughs> I mean, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Uh, we're Mike. commenting about the story that he just chicken read. Boo. Chicken boo. I said Animaniacs once in the whole paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yes, see, yes. Paul. But it's, it's the most we important geek, part of the paragraph. So that's exactly <laughs> what we're supposed to do. 
Michael B. Jordan, coming off his acclaimed turn as Eric Killmonger in Black Panther, will reteam with that film's co-writer, Joe Robert Cole, in a sci-fi project for Netflix called Failsafe. Jordan is producing the film, while Cole is adapting from a Vault Comics title of the same name, with potential for Jordan to star in as well. I predict many broken retainers. Failsafe is based on a comic book by F.J. DeSanto. You almost broke him. I saw <laughs> Todd Farmer and F- Federico Del- Dalcio that centers on John Ravane. De Chico. Sure. No, I just, it's never mind. Cone heads. John Ravane. Did you actually listen to the show so you know to break him? That's good. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> John Ravane, a government agent whose job was hunting down a rogue nanotech-enhanced super soldier created through the Insurgents program. But 10 years later, Ravane realizes that the program never ended and sleeper agents are being activated around the country in a period of social unrest. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's your failsafe coming to Netflix near you. Did we not discuss the broken retainer story? I thought we did that on the show. Maybe we didn't. I'm only a third of the way through uh, two episodes back when I wasn't here. Okay. Um, Duncan Retainer doesn't ring a bell in my head, but that's not a first. Maybe it's... Maybe here it's, we go. No, it's might have been this conversation me and Kay had about the... Uh, there was a... Orthodontist posted about uh, a, one of his, his teenage clients, Broker Retainer, watching uh, Black Panther because she was... Uh, grinning and excited about uh, about Killmonger. We guess it's not a story we talked about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm waiting. Yay! Something I, that I didn't not remember. I was gonna say I was waiting for Kirsten to go. No, no that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah wasn't me. You're confusing me with some <laughs> other it's, handsome. Apparently, guy. it's a callback to a dream I had. It's just apart from me. Hang in there, guys. It's okay. <laughs> I'd say there's a problem with the retainer, not so much. If smiling is going to break she, a no, retainer. She, she, she bit through it, basically. She bit through a retainer. Well, that's not smiling. That's yeah, grimacing. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Fuck it. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Andy, uh, Andy ball bro- gagged himself. Yeah, I broke Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm trying to Oh, this. God. Now he's looking for it. No, boy. Sorry. Now we're going to get a, a, a Euro disco version no, of no, Broken Retainer song. Move, move this much faster. Okay. La, 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 la. Yeah. Rick and Morty comics produ- uh, publisher Oni Press... And Dungeons & Dragons comics publisher IDW announced during uh, uh, something that they're teaming up for a four-issue miniseries. This is fun. Uniting the popular Adult Swim... Fi- uh, yeah. Take yep. two. Adult Swim sci-fi animated series with the most popular tabletop RPG of all time. Tabletop? Tabletop. The series will be co-written by fan favorite fantasy novelist and lifelong D&D fan Patrick Rothfuss, the gentleman behind the King Killer Chronicle. Yeah. And veteran comics writer Jim Zub, the Dodgers and Dragons, Avengers, Amazing Spider-Man. Zub. With art by Eisner nominee Troy Little. Zub. Uh, I love Rick and Morty with a powerful love. And I've played D&D since the fifth grade, Rothfuss said in a press release. So when they approached me about writing a story with both of them together, that's some serious you-got-chocolate-in-my-peanut-butter shit right there. Shit? Shit. I'm in. I'm all the way in. I'm getting that chocolate all up in that peanut butter. Like, oh, geez, yeah. yeah. That's what all, I tell all my kids. Oh, yeah, Marty. <laughs> all the way in. It's going to oh. be sticky and delicious, unquote. I 
There's so much chocolate, Morty. In the miniseries, Morty comes home one day eager to learn more about how to play Dungeons & Dragons, which has become a cool new game at school. (laughs) When he turns to Rick for help, one thing leads to another, and ultimately the entire Smith family is sucked into. That's a great idea. Sucked into the world of D and D. Morty, you want real? You want Dungeon Dragon? I'll give you a real Dungeon. We'll go. Uh, okay, Morty, here we go. Wow, that's actually perfect. Mm-hmm. What are you that, turning that would, me down that for? That would work. Because you're goddamn no, no, <laughs> He was like off. Your person. Mute. Fuck this guy. Usually, it turns you on. Quote, the Dungeons and Dragons crew is letting Pat and I open a Pandora's box of insane adventure material and iconic creatures from the granddaddy of all tabletop role-playing games, as Zub said. I wish I could say... Glantinous Cube. Oh, yeah. I wish I could say we'll take good care of it, but the simple truth is this is Rick and Morty we're talking about. No fantasy world or otherworldly plane of existence is safe. That poor gelatinous cube is going to get some action. Though no firm release date has been revealed just yet, IDW's announcement teases an August debut for the book, as well as variant covers that include things like D&D character sheets. Oh, wow. Nice. Very nice. It, it's a great idea when you think about it. It really is. Just yeah. Rick and Morty it's... go to a D&D world. Because, of course, Rick knows how to get to one. It just, yeah. It's it's going to be glorious. It's and absolutely. in Rothfuss's hands, it's, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. think of Insane. better hands, frankly. And... Uh, shit, that must, that has to inspire them to do some kind of episode like that. I hope so. You know, God almighty. All right. This is the part where we stop and we talk about Avengers Infinity War. I could go out on the porch again. Damn it. Bye, Andy. So, if you haven't uh, haven't watched it it yet... Okay. <laughs> Look of disgust. Like, I was about to go. I was like, I've been gone for two weeks. You haven't seen it. So if you have not seen it, uh, fuck off. You're not a true Marvel fan. Get out of here. Stop the show here and join us once again once you have. I mean, Torgo even broke his own rule about not seeing things on opening weekend. I, I didn't see it on opening no. weekend. You told me you did. <laughs> Uh, I saw it the Wednesday after. Oh, he, that was a Drax laugh. He said that just so <laughs> and, you know you'd go to sleep. So, I don't know. And Rover did not go to the farm to blow his <laughs> What? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. So Rover did not go romping around. Andy, you're a bastard. Chasing butterflies. And... Rover's fine. He's chasing chickens. He's okay. I don't believe you anymore. He's chasing worms. Actually, he turned to dust. That was a nice segue. I like that. Good segue. So that's that's a good way of putting from here there on. There's spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. By the way, Kirsten, I I like that video that you, uh, you shared. With the guy's uh, realistic review of... What? The chicken nuggets just happened here. (laughs) (laughs) It punched me really, 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 really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And massaged it in and said, shh, just take it. (laughs) (laughs) Just take it. That's fucking weird. I know. I was like, what? I was laughing my ass off. (laughs) It was very well executed. I had one friend, Charles, a big Star Trek fan. And every single thread that people are just like posting the memes about how Infinity War affected them, he's like, remember the end of Wrath of Khan, huh? What happened after that, huh? And it's like, Charles, yes, trust us, comic book fans, we know about death. 
But it was so well crafted that all of that had an impact anyway. Well, yeah, all of it got to you anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's still you're you're looking at the different characters' emotional reactions yes, to being in the moment yes, with the characters. They're in the moment. They don't know that these people are going to ever come back. Right. And we, as an audience, don't know how many of them actually are going to come back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but, it's, but it's not a spoiler to say that pretty much everybody dies, but... Everybody dies. But you everybody can spoil dies. things now. We've already yeah, won we people. No, I know, but I mean, I just meant in no. general, because like, we had that discussion at work the other night. Where it's, like, it's like, there's like two people that hadn't seen it yet. And I said, well, I mean, you already know from the commercials that pretty much everybody dies. The only thing you don't really know is the specifics of how and who dies. And they're like, oh, okay. And they ended up going to see it anyway. But uh, yeah. Well, I can tell you everyone comes but, back from reading the comic <laughs> well, we, yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are a few that we're, we're probably going to definitely see return. I mean, you have sequels with characters I know. That, that, well, that's that are already the on parts. the slate. That's one of the funny there, there's parts. There's no way Fox is letting Spider-Man go. Or Black Panther. Yeah. I will say though, I watched <laughs> that it. one. I have to say, I'm sorry, Jeff. Yeah, that did shock me. Yeah, even yeah. though even though I know the whole reality of, of movies and comics and everything, I was like, oh wow, that that one blew me away. Mm. The, I have to. The two that really got me were uh, Peter Parker and Groot. Yeah, Groot because. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I did. James Gunn posted afterwards that what you know his interpretation of what that actually was was him saying "Dad" to Rocket. But I mean, it just it was like it was just a really tender moment mm. that you know you're watching for the first time really Rocket react emotionally since the very first Guardians film. Well, well when when Groot he thinks Groot's lost and then he saves yeah. the the twig and Groot. Uh, Groot's Groot keeps coming back. Yeah. So, mm. but the Peter Parker one just really got me. That was me nice. Yeah, and Groot's part of Stormbreaker now, so we still got it right. right. Oh my God, that you know, Andy and Matt can attest to you that that's my way. You make a magic item. D and D third edition came out with this like magic items have to be master crafted, ultimately are uh, artisanal, whatever the fucks. Um, to be magic items, and I was always like, "Why?" You know, I liked like in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship in the Ring, the 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 Ringwraths mm-hmm. weapons would be corroded. You know, they'd be dark. They they'd look like they've been buried for hundreds of years. And I always thought that's a cool aesthetic too. And why not? Why not? I mean, it's magic. Why does it have to be a gorgeous thing? And so, I mean. Well, somebody in our theater actually screamed, Ultimate Thor! Yeah, when, that, yeah. when that happened, yeah. he says, I call it Stormbreaker. And yeah. somebody goes, Ultimate Thor! Yeah, it was just cool. It was cool. It was. And, and it was just really cool. Groot, Groot, like, sitting, I mean, the, the sadness on his face when he's looking at Thor, and he just uh, makes the handle, and then whack! Right. That that was great. It was also, it's a coming-of-age thing, too, because he's been annoying teenager playing the video game up right. till that point. And yeah. then, he symp- then he sympathizes. Yeah. He feels something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I I was dying last week because I wanted to comment, what a use of Peter Dinklage. Yes. yes. What yes. a use of yes. Peter yes. Dinklage. The giant, the giant dwarf. That oh, was, my That God. was amazing. When I, was As soon as he dude. came on screen, my jaw literally, literally dropped. Dead. I was just like... That is the most amazing thing I have ever seen in a Marvel oh, film. And I've seen some pretty damn amazing things oh, in Marvel films. God, that was just great. Yep. 
Dude, Dave Batista oh, as Drax. Yeah, I love it. He's becoming one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe. It's like an angel and a pirate <laughs> yeah. had a child. So oh God, my <laughs> angel, angel pirate man. He's just sitting there. They're like. How long have you been standing there? <laughs> well over an hour. <laughs> when I stand completely motionless, I become almost invisible. Yeah. You can't see me now. <laughs> we, can, we can see. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter Quill trying to mimic Thor. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh, God. The whole Guardians. Like Thor calling Rocket Rabbit the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rocket putting up with it. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Stop yeah. massaging his muscles. And that was funny. It, um uh, wasn't it you, Andy, commenting about what about the eye? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then Rocket just pulls an eye out of his pocket. Yeah, all right. Well, you're gonna need this well, eventually out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> well, he got that in Guardians Volume Two mm-hmm. from the main ra- Ravager ship. They were he was the, in the prison. Yeah, I, um, a lot of surprises too. Like like Heimdall getting whacked right yeah. in the first five minutes of the film. Really, really was like. Okay, well, there's the harbinger of things to come. Yeah, really? yeah, well, and, and, and obviously, and then Loki five minutes later. Yeah. I mean, come it on. It seems likely some of these people who were not killed as part of the, uh, the gauntlet effect, right? It seems to be hard to bring them back. I mean, they, yes. maybe they will, but I mean, so I, I think we pretty much assume Heimdall's gone. And yeah, no, 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 reality gem, time gem. You can bring him back. Yeah, there's a Deus Ex Machina in all this. Yeah. However, uh, the Russos have already been saying. Listen, you know how you think this is going to go. It's not going to go that way. Yeah. Wow. And there are and there are for sure some that we think are going to come back that are not going to come back. So it'll be interesting to see. The it was, it was, they make. I mean, that was amazing from the beginning. The the whole I've got a Hulk, big Dave got a Hulk. Oh no, no, let him have his fun. Um, and then I love the uh, mix of Stark and uh, and uh, and Strange. Oh yeah, oh, that that whole scene is hilarious. What Downey is doing with Stark is so awesome. It's just like you can see writers and directors looking at all right, who's the one guy he's going to be, you know, paired off? Because <clears throat> like Tom Holland in uh, Civil War, is just those were great back and forth interactions. Um, uh, Ruffalo in Avengers is just when you when you do those pairings, it's awesome. And, and and speaking of pairings in Civil War, Anthony Mackie and uh, Winter Soldier, those two together, mm-hmm. are pretty good too. Like I hate you, you could have done that earlier. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> it's like stuff like that, yeah. stuff like that. But I yeah. loved freaking War Machine and Falcon in this movie. Yeah, like the two of them flying around shooting stuff. I was just like. That's freaking cool, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just was. Well, and yeah, in the MCU, they're both military backgrounds. So right. that makes perfect sense. Great, great, great use of uh, of all those characters and getting them combined and having them do their do their things together. So, and Vision and Scarlet hooking up. I was like, yeah. I was very happy because I wondered if they were just going to allude to that because I have noticed that an, an, an attitude of like no. A, artificial intelligences are not capable of love, so there can be no human AI relationship and everything. And I mean, Vision was always meant to be a Spock analog when they made him in the in the comics. That was what that was all about. Somebody a struggle for humanity. So, and Scarlet was a big Scarlet Witch was a big part of that. So, I really like that they went there. 
I would have liked a lot, not necessarily in this film, but more story about their relationship because mm-hmm. because that was really presented to us in this film as far as going to the romantic aspect of it. It wasn't a lot of time to process yeah. that to care enough well, yeah, about they, the break at the end. Yeah, because they, they only really hinted at it in Civil War. Right. But now we're to assume that they have been sneaking off and but seeing each other. if there had other. been one more film where they were a part of it right. Right, and, and you could get to know them together as a couple a little bit better, I think it would have been stronger in this film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there but, is that. But hats off to the Russos for doing the impossible. This is, uh, this movie is a logistical nightmare. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and to make a coherent movie and okay. well, some people complain that there was too much going on. I'm like, you got 10 years worth of movies and characters and plot points to combine. Right. And the fact that they did it and balanced it so well is just like you said, an amazing Which feat. What's amazing enough in the Avengers. Yeah. In the exactly. first one, getting those six characters to balance and get there all the screen. Was amazing, yeah. What's the guy who played Red Skull? Because I thought he hated working. Hugo Marvel. Weaving. Hugo, Hugo Weaving, Weaving yeah. was not in this one as Red Skull. They recast it as a guy from Walking Dead. That Dude, was he that was the like re- exactly yeah. like him. Looked exactly like him. He, I was. I've watched him do some stand up. He does amazing impressions. So that might be why they cast him to do it mm. because he does a good impression of Hugo Weaving. So. But uh, yeah, I, I, I for the life of me can't think of the guy's name right now. But he was on The Walking Dead uh, last few seasons. And so there uh, was the phone thing. There was a clickbait article about you know why does Tony Stark have a flip phone? That's you this time, not me. Um, That's the one that Cap exactly. Yeah. There was yeah. this whole big clickbait article about it, and I'm like. It's like, why is this an article? And, why, why? and the Civil War, he gets the package. Right, he opens exactly. It up. It's the phone. Cap that, sent him the phone, yeah, which of course like, is perfect. Cap sends him a flip phone. Yeah, it just pissed me off. It's like, just, yeah. There's it's no the nature, mystery there. Just, the why are you writing this? Dumb clickbait. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I mean, a lot have been has been written about how good Thanos is as a character, mm. as a villain. Right. Mm. Now, this is actually Thanos' arc of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was also really impressed with his thralls, his all, all of his. Uh, what are they called? Not the children the, the of Thanos, bla- the but black something. Yes, the Obsidian Black, the Obsidian Order. Is that no, it? no, no, no. That's yeah, whatever they're called. I really enjoyed watching them on the screen. Yeah, especially the No Nose guy. Whatever <laughs> yeah. his name no, is, no, Squidward. Squidward. The, the, the Elder Squidward. The, he was the elder guy. I was so <laughs> impressed that they got him with the alien bit. With Peter Parker pulls out the alien. I'm like, are they really gonna? It out in space and he freezes like yes they are they are going to just blow him out the- I, I love that <laughs> did you see that really old movie aliens it's just like oh Jesus yep. <laughs> it's strange that something he says shut up strange or something like <laughs> something like that yeah um, no Tony says that to him mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. there isn't a uh, lot of times in these movies all, all 18 going up to it where they have encountered a villain where it's like well they've met their match this time and all all the films yeah. going up there is like, yeah, they they're 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 losing now, but they're gonna get it by the end of it because that's mm-hmm. how these work. This was the first film I can think of where it's like, okay, there's real danger in these villains. A lot of yeah. it, I think, has to do with the sense of raw power. Yes, because most of the times the villains, you know, especially like Loki, it, it's a sense of they got the jump on him, they surprised him, they tricked him, they whatevered them. But here, it's just like you know. 
he's showing up and he's doing his thing and he's just walking right through them. And sure. Well, and, yeah, and, and when, and and when the, the Squidward guy is able to deal with four of them at once, yeah. you know that Thanos is worse than this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was neat too. Yeah, and it's, it, it, yeah, it's, you don't know which of your beloved characters are gone for good. So, sure. so that extra element of holy shit, you know, is this person that is now dead, are they dead for ever? Are they coming back? There's just so much we don't know moving sure. forward. Mm. I was impressed. Uh, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos, uh, spoilery ones, where they do comparisons to the Infinity Gauntlet comic and the movie. I was impressed how much, like, straight out of the comic, like, scene grabbing that the Russos did. Mm. I mean, sometimes they would switch a character out, but they would do a lot of things with it. And uh, X Men has to be involved. Sorry, the X Men <laughs> have to be involved in the uh, in pretty. So, yes. Uh, so so who gets swapped Same with out? Fantastic Four. Uh, well, I, I would have to go back and watch the video again. In Infinity you, Gauntlet, but. the big ones are Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer, who were not in. Yeah, this. Silver Surfer was the the Harbinger. He's the one I actually got tossed into Strange's lair okay. and said, and instead of Bruce Banner, yeah. yeah. What's interesting is Nebula is the one in the comic that undoes everything Thanos did. She yes. gets the gauntlet away from him, and coincidentally, she survives. So whether that plays into... Gamora, Gamora and Nebula. No, Nebula. Nebula. Is Nebula. Nebula. Is dead. I haven't read it in so long. Gamora's dead. Yeah, it's Nebula. Nebula. No, it's Nebula. He, he, no, no, I mean he the basically... Like, yes. The, the way he tortures Nebula in the film where he basically takes her apart... Mm-hmm. They, he does that in the comic, but it's more uh, like turns into this kind of disheveled zombie-like. Right, I remember it. Nurgles are. It has been a fucking long time since I read mm. that. So have you have you started reading that yet? I started reading it, but now the book club is doing Dune, and I'm oh. falling back in love with that book. Okay. Ah, oh, Frank I Herbert. love Dune so much now. I Herbert, 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 Herbert. That movie too. Oh. I, I I was I was. Uh, not excited about ha- about rereading the book. I will say that because I've read it twice already. This will be the third time. But I've only read one other book three times, and that's Stephen King's It. But once I started reading it, man, it was like a comfortable cloth. It was beautiful. All right, back to back to Avengers. You're not jumping on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's subdued by Avengers talk. Yeah. I love all the Easter eggs too. Easter eggs were were great. For instance, well. One of the, the most obvious ones, for me anyway, was when Peter's starting to dissolve and he says, I don't want to go. That was now, a direct Doctor Who now, reference. Now, I heard that that was um, unscripted, that they said yeah. just... Could have been. I don't know. And then, you know, he's... And then, of course, he says, I'm sorry at the very end, which could be a reference to, you know, you know uh, the Matt Smith Doctor who was saying, I'm sorry a lot. Right, right. But but yeah, the I don't want to go is definitely a tenant doctor mm. reference. Gosh, I, there's so many of them. I'm trying to think about all of them now. Mm. I did okay. So this is something that's interesting. I keep watching in the trailers. In the trailers, you have when the whole Avengers and Wakandan army are rushing through the woods, and you see the Hulk running. How fascinating it was seeing the actual movie, and it's the Hulk Buster mm-hmm. with. With Bruce inside, it, it still trips me out when I see that trailer going. It's like well, that's not how that happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice bit of mystery. I, I'm yeah. starting to appreciate the uh, 
the trick trailer. Yeah. yeah. The extra shots or shots that are switch things up mm-hmm. to not ruin the movie, but you still get a feel for what the movie is. Yeah. I, I was also fascinated with the whole Bruce arguing with himself, basically, you know, oh. trying to get the Hulk to come out, and he's, no! Yeah. yeah. Literally having that split personality oh, God, moment. Yeah. Dude, you're embarrassing Several me times. in front of the wizard. <laughs> that was funny. That was great. The, the, yeah. Once again, that's the, the wizard. Get him. Yeah. The two of them squaring off was just well, Doctor Strange calling him douchebag. It was just yeah. Like, yeah. That's the one where that that actually could sting. I I am fascinated though with what's going to happen in the the next film because you know when Strange is you know. I don't know what you would call it when he's using the time stone and he looks at how many millions of different variations. Well, no, Fourteen million. Fourteen million. And only one of them was the proper outcome that one. would. Yeah. So, the fact that he said, you know, he would sacrifice everybody to protect the time stone and then gives it up. Right. When Tony is threatened, he's, leads me to believe th- that clearly part of the plan. Somehow Tony had to survive moving forward. That's, that's a good point because because <clears throat> he says, sorry, Tony, it's the only way. It's the only way, way and then fades out. And, and it's like, oh, my God. And no. it makes you think that, well, giving him the time, you know, the, the time stone is the only way. But maybe it's something about Stark can't die. Yeah, it could be. That's I mean, they, they need him to survive. Well, and, and then we remember in, in Ultron when he has the vision of everybody dead. Right. And he's the only one still alive. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of it. We don't really mm-hmm. know for sure. And of course, you know the Russo brothers already have. Just like you said, we as much as we think we know about the next, we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting if they go that route. And the other thing is, like, I'm trying to think. You know, besides, you know, Nebula, who else? is potentially able to wield the infinity gauntlet if they can get it away from Thanos. Peter Quill. Yeah. He's gone. (laughs) 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 Well, that stopped Andy cold. (laughs) It did. Rocket is the only guardian to survive. That was the thing that got me there. Yeah. Was just, uh, it's just one guardian after another, after another. It's just like, wow, that was, that was some, I did like that fight. In the in nowhere, yes. where 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 Thanos just sort of like he makes both Mantis and and Drax ribbon or whatever, yeah, yeah. just like fall to pieces. Oh, well, he, and he does that in the comic, but it's two different characters. I can't remember yeah. which ones though. Mm. But uh, yeah, I hmm, yeah, it's it's gonna be a long year. <laughs> it's gonna be a yeah. long yeah. eleven yeah. months <laughs> that we have to wait. He only had a time stone, right? <laughs> so Ant Man's next. Obviously, it's going to be its own story. And the uh, uh, Marvel, she's going to be, this is going to be a kind of an origin '90s story. Yeah, right. and she's coming out like was it less than thirty days before? Because it's next year, Captain Marvel mm-hmm. comes out right before right uh, part two, or whatever so you want to call it. Probably be lead in because that's how it ends. Obviously. Well, that's yeah, they, they you know. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> I did love that when he's fading out. He's like, mother... And he's just gone. <laughs> but it was nice to see uh, and Maria that was, Hill and... Uh, yeah. 
the symbol that shows up on the communication device yes, is Captain Marvel symbol. I was thinking yes. Novacore symbol. No, that's that's Captain. But it's Marvel. Captain Marvel symbol. So yes. it's, yeah, it's clearly they're in communication with her somehow. So. And I don't know the character very well, but I was watching a lot of YouTube videos. They they said she's really really powerful. She yeah, is. they 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 the current Captain Marvel, they've really ramped her up. So really the question is now going to be in in her movie: Are they going to explain why she's been absent for this whole time, these whole ten years leading up to oh, probably probably fighting off in space? Probably she's probably yeah, yeah like be. the the she's one of the cosmic. Ones. She's the she's the Green Lantern. Of the Marvel Universe. She's out in space defending us from threats. Okay, so in the current run with her, is is she still part Kree? Or is that only the original uh, where Marvel it, is it's, Kree? It's and still, it's still Carol Danvers. Some of her so DNA. I think yes, but she's had more stuff layered on. Okay. Because she went through... I mean, the big thing was the introduction of Rogue mm-hmm. was actually with the... Mystique's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in an Avengers annual. Okay. And Rogue has her absorption abilities, but overdoes it with well, no, uh, Carol ca- Danvers. It's because it's an, it's an alien superpower, is what the explanation they gave. Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. well, well, part of it, no, because part of it was also she held on to her way too long mm-hmm. and absorbed her memories and everything. Right. So, so she had over, and that's why Rogue has all of Ms. Marvel's abilities on top of her absorption abilities. Hmm. Um, and then Carol goes through iteration after iteration. Binary is the first one. I binary remember. Warbird. She's back and forth. So, um, it's it'll be interesting to see what choice they make for that, right. especially since the origin of Ms. Marvel itself is kind of funky. Because there's like the cyclotron, which is essentially a wish-making machine. And she's watching the real Captain Marvel, the first Marvel, Mar-Vell. Captain Marvel, Marvel, fighting. And she's like, God, I wish I could do that. I wish I was like that. And bzzz, that's how she becomes the human Kree hybrid. It's yeah. not even like there's some mysterious alien background although i wouldn't put it in past them to actually you well, know do a peter quill and say that she's got mysterious alien background or they just do what they've been doing in the uh, um um uh, agents of shield. shield where it's blood transfusions with alien blood right which probably would be the way to go right or if she's you know well, like re it's not just they right. can use the inhuman thing, and she's exposed to the terogenesis or whatever. Terogenesis yeah. crystals. Yeah. yeah, there are actually a couple of different There's, ideas yeah. they could do. It'll be interesting to see what do. they choose. The if they go MCU, I think the uh, the blood thing would be the way to to mm. run it. But right. that'll be interesting. And isn't Clark going to be in that movie? In the from the nineties? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Clark Gregg is going to reappear as Agent Coulson. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that. Kind of leads and to Sam that. Jackson is also going to be in there as a two-eyed Nick Fury. Oh, so wow. We, we will see Nick Fury without the patch, which is going to be trippy. Oh, boy. But, yeah, and like seeing him, uh, seeing Fury and Maria Hill at the end was kind of cool. Yeah. Because we haven't seen the two of them together since... Oh. So, not... Well, no. Nope, since see Avengers. Yeah. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Or, no, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
The best Marvel movie. Oh, second best now. <laughs> ah, it's a close. Wow. In, in Movie Bob's list of 25, he put Black Panther at the top. All I'm going to say is I do not understand a lot of the complaints about this film. I, I haven't just, heard of I just don't. There's, yeah, I, I guess I... Uh, can you vocalize any of these complaints? Some people are... There are some reviewers saying that it's, like there's too, it's too long, there's too much going on. I did not feel uh, the time. No. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't... I mean, I, I looked at my watch when the, the credits started rolling, and I was like, holy shit, that's been like two hours and 20 minutes. For some people, anything over 90 minutes is too long. Yeah, really. That could be part of it, but, you know, they said, well, too much going on. I'm sitting there... And that's why I said what I said earlier is like... You got ten years worth of movies and characters to cram in here. I'm also getting tired of the. Uh, I should be able to go in and see one movie just by itself. Complaint because it's like oh, yeah. that's this is not that, a that's film. That's not how they're doing a lot of movies nowadays, and you just have to fucking get that straight. And mm-hmm. this is one you definitely have to have seen every single MCU movie leading up and to this it. Is, and to that argument, this is probably the first of the Marvel movies that you've had to have seen yeah. the ones leading up to it. Because there's the other a couple, ones, yeah. You, you might miss some of the in-jokes, but you'll get the story. Mm. I mean, with the exception of maybe Ant-Man, you probably could have skipped all the others. But I still think Ant-Man is necessary leading up to this. Although it's going to be interesting to see an Ant-Man and the Wasp in, what, two months now? Mm-hmm. It's coming out. Why they weren't involved in that, and how they managed to escape the They're probably the down calling. to the quantum level. Of well, that, somebody said that uh, uh, you know they had been reading some Ant Man comics recently, and that because of the powers of their suits. They're immune to a lot of different things, and um, because is, like is, time manipulation and stuff, when they actually shrink down to is the Ant Man and the Wasp, definitely post Infinity War. That's an excellent question. I don't know. Yeah, because they could have just... They, it yeah. could be pre... Yeah. For that matter, there's no reason they couldn't end Ant-Man and the Wasp with one or the other of them disappearing. Really? That's Go through the too. whole fucking movie, and then your stinger scene is Ant-Man dusting away. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like be. that. I like that. There's mm-hmm. too much... There's a lot of mystery there, for there sure. was a There was... We were talking on one of the threads in Shock Monkey's Lair, and somebody threw out... Would, I was half expecting Thanos to go into dust and i was like holy fuck wouldn't that have been something yeah. if he snaps his fingers and like he's the last to go and you're just like oh shit so now how do you correct this problem yeah, yeah. that would have that would have been a head fuck i still need to see it again to to check this but uh one of the comments i saw online was that that scene of thanos at the end sitting there watching the sunset might not be the end of this movie, but the end of the next film. Because they said there was a strange orange glow in the sunset. And I, at first, I just dismissed it as just the sun setting. But somebody... It's an alien sun. Said, you know, ...is speculating that he might be inside the soul stone. Hmm. Oh. Because, you know, as has been established in the comics, there are people's souls trapped in the soul stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's like an exchange necessary to take one out and so forth. And... You know, and another theory was and that, that could bring back Gamora. You know, yeah. when he throws Gamora off the uh, off the cliff, and that explosion happens, and he suddenly wakes up elsewhere with the stone in hand, that that could be all fantasy moving forward. That could be the Soul Stone trying to see what he actually has planned and going, no, this is not. Or the Soul Stone telling him it's not really going to work. Or. Yeah, but that the other one was that you know he's tricked himself into believing that he actually 
loves Gamora and the Soul Stone knows better because she calls him out and saying, you who love nothing. Yeah. This is not love when yeah. she, she says it to him. So there's so much speculation that we're going to have to yep. just... I wonder how many people it's would fun. get, would yeah, get no, outraged it's if, if it turns out, oh, yeah, the second half of Infinity War 1 was just the dream sequence. Bobby's in the yeah. shower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanos gets out of the shower. I'd oh, pro- yeah. I'd probably be one of the, one of the outraged ones. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a weak storytelling thing at this point. Little baby Gamora's like, Daddy, I had the weirdest dream. It's all right, little one. Although angry nerds are fun to watch. So. That's they true. are true. Why is Thanos coming that out of the true. shower with the little kid there? <laughs> They're aliens, Andy. It's um, all yeah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Age yeah. four to twelve. Age, comes four, out. Tw- age four or twelve. Oh, good. his last Thanos Ewing. Mm. <laughs> wow. What'd you think? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Yeah. Or maybe Thanos is in a snow globe. Mm. Wouldn't that be something? All right, the whole thing is an autistic superhero. Yeah. Just crippled enough. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 